You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. It's more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome into the July 7th edition of the Jay Barker Show. Matt Coulter and Lars Anderson in the palatial studios of AVX in downtown Homewood. Jay Barker is joining us, as well as Chris Walsh from Bama Central. So we'll try and herd all the cats in here. I guess, Lars, the biggest news of the day is what's going to happen at 8 o'clock tonight, downtown Birmingham, as the World Games will have their opening ceremonies. And then tomorrow, they're going to hit the events, the venues, literally all over Jefferson County. Yeah, it's um, it, I, this is a special time for Birmingham, and I, I hope people here realize it uh, because there are going to be uh, literally hundreds of athletes who have competed in the Olympics or will be competing in the Olympics here in Birmingham, uh, competing in different sports. And uh, I, I'm particularly interested in softball. Why the Olympic? 
the International Olympic Committee got rid of softball, it, it just boggles my mind. But um, I think there's going to be something like 10 or uh, 12 uh, softball players from the 2018 uh, U.S. Olympic team. Uh, I think that's right, 2018 uh, or 2016, excuse me, 2016 Olympic team uh, that did very well in Rio. And, um, and, and Matt, I... I, I I don't know if I should mention this or not because this is in sliced bread territory. Uh-oh, uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> but uh Braden Keith who uh does have a blue check mark by his name on Twitter uh and uh we'll get into who he is here in a second. But um he is reporting from a source that North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson and Virginia are all negotiating to join the SEC. ESPN is trying to void their deal with the ACC. So that's pretty interesting, um, if that is, in fact, true. And um, if that would happen, you would think uh, the Big Ten then would be in line to get Notre Dame, probably pull the trigger on Oregon, Washington, maybe Stanford. Um, you know, it just kind of goes on and on. But, uh, yeah, so so Braden Keith, he's the co-founder and editor-in-chief of uh, at, at Swim, I can't even, S-W-I-M, Swims Wham News. And um, he's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So here we go. The, the, the rumor mill season, season has begun. Uh, the blue check mark season has begun. Just because you're verified on Twitter doesn't mean everything you say is true on Twitter. But um, there are going to be a lot, a lot of rumors uh, over the next, uh, I, I think, days and weeks to uh, see what the the what the SEC does in reaction to uh, USC and UCLA going to the big. Uh, going to the Big Ten, Chris Walsh from Bama Central. Um, just your reaction, not necessarily to this uh, swim swam uh, <laughs> uh, source, uh, but uh, we haven't had a chance to talk to you since uh, the news that uh, broke the other day of USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. Uh, just um, what are you? What are your thoughts? Your analysis of, of what this means to the entire very quickly shifting landscape of uh, college sports and college football in particular? Well, um, you know, it's kind of interesting because it's, it's, it seems like every couple of years we have something that there's some big story like this where it's the news changes every single day. And, um, you know, now we're talking about this rumor. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about another rumor. You know, I went to bed last night seeing the, the story about how supposedly the ACC and the PAC, I guess you would call it the PAC-10, um, without USC and, and UCLA, because they're gone. Uh, you know, we're talking about doing a sort of, I guess you would call it a media rights deal, where they have their own championship game. And I was sitting there thinking, boy, that sounds, that's an interesting idea. And then today, it's, um, uh, you know, this one. And just the FYI, Swim, Swim Sam is a site that I'm actually familiar with uh, because they are 
but you know they specialize in swimming news, and so whenever like one of the Crimson Tide uh, swimmers is doing something like internationally, this is kind of one of the sites that we go to to kind of try to keep up with them. And so this is a legitimate site. Um, I'm not going to say that their sources is legitimate, but uh, Virginia, North Carolina, Florida State, and Clemson, interesting foursome because that gives you the D.C. market. Um, I've, I've said for years I think North Carolina makes a lot of sense. Florida State does not mm-hmm. make a lot of sense to me um, because it's you're not adding anything there in terms of the, the league footprint. And then, you know, Clemson, obviously, big name um, uh, recently and probably will stay that way. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I wrote last week, it's, the SEC kind of has to figure out which direction it wants to go, you know, if it's going to expand. Is it going to go west? Is it going to go north? Is it going to go... Um, you know, I, I, I kind of dismissed this, uh, dismissed the Florida State rumor because of the footprint thing. But obviously, if you get other, other teams involved, it, it becomes much more likely. Um, I don't know if I like it. I'll just, I'll just put it that way, but it's, uh, it's interesting. That's for sure. And uh, Jay, what, what, what's your just uh, initial reaction? I, again, this is uh, this is we're, we're trafficking in rumors here, but uh, it, 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 as Chris said, it, it this comes from a credible site, and uh, just uh, the fact that they're reporting that uh, that Virginia, North Carolina, Florida State, and Clemson are in talks to join the SEC. Uh, what, what's your initial reaction to that? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is. Is uh, then I don't know why I'm getting a ton of feedback again, uh, but um, <clears throat> when you get uh, these guys uh, when they're worried about uh, the uh, whether it be the, the situation with uh, what's going on in the ACC and the SEC, whether it's the um, you know what, what we were going to get to yesterday, I had a chance to don't want to get into with the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve. I, I like Florida State. I like the fact that with Florida State, I, I mean maybe because they're not as hot as they were at one point in time, Miami. Uh, is intriguing because of um, uh, Cristobal being there now and his connections, you know, I, I guess that's personal and maybe for Alabama fans. But um, I don't know, to have a Florida-Florida State matchup each year, to have Clemson involved, Clemson and Florida State have a, a huge history, uh, to grab that Virginia market I think is is big from a TV standpoint as well. Um, you know, and then you look at what's going on out on the, on the West Coast. I mean, the Big 12 reportedly spent Tuesday – meeting with representatives from multiple Pac-12 schools. And Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports says this. He's the one that reported on it, and it was more than just pleasantries, he writes. According to Dodd, the Big 12 is involved in deep discussions with at least four Pac-12 members and could consider adding as many as six. So they're going for a six-pack out of the Pac-12 to maybe join the Big 12. Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah are the four schools that are widely considered the likeliest candidates to exit the Pac-12 and join the Big 12. Again, that's Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. And uh, Dodd also reported that Oregon and Washington may also get poached as well. So we saw last week with USC, UCLA leaving the Pac-12 or looking to leave the Pac-12, going to the Big 10, and now there may be six more teams. This could be the death of the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to get some pushback on this because it's always mentioned. But I, I think that... In, while 
having these larger TV markets is important. I think it's overrated. Just because you have Rutgers doesn't mean more people are going to watch Rutgers in New York City. It does mean, however, that the conferences can include that in their packages when they're talking to the <clears throat> to ESPN or Fox. Do you guys understand my point here? Yeah. Just because you bring up Florida State in, uh, just as just as many people are going to watch Florida State, right? Yeah. And and it could grow your brand a little bit. But I guess my end-all point on this, that's all about the TV networks, not necessarily the markets and the teams. I agree. Okay. Yes, I agree. Uh, Rutgers does have a, st- a substantial alumni, uh, and, and a lot of them work in New York City. Um, look, New York City's not a college football town by any no, stretch of the imagination. No, but they'll light those towers up in Scarlet. You know? <laughs> that's, I mean, you know there's, there's value to that, yeah. actually. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, so uh, a lot to get into uh, uh, today, and uh, Tim Brando is going to join us at, at one fifteen. And Tim's always um, uh, have, has so many uh, insightful opinions on uh, where things are headed in the world of college football. And uh, man, just uh, you know, the 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 USC UCLA news just sort of uh, hit us all. Uh, we were all blindsided by it, and it happened as we were on the air. And uh, we're still trying to digest and analyze what it all means. And, uh, Chris, before we go to break, um, uh, you know, we, we heard from Kirk Herbstreet the other day saying that now that, that uh, the dominoes of USC and UCLA have fallen, he believes that eventually we are headed toward a two-conference uh, system in, in, at the top level of college football and it's just going to be the SEC and the Big Ten, maybe 25 teams in, in each of the conferences. And then you split those those conferences up into divisions. And then you have a NFL-style playoff format, again, that only features about the top 50 college football teams. Uh, your your reaction to that? Yeah, he's, he's, he's I, I, you know, I don't want to say probably right, but, I mean, that's the way it's definitely lucky, man. That's kind of why I, I said that the um, the talk of an ACC Pac-10 deal would be interesting because that would be the potential for a Big Three, which I, I you know part of me thinks a Big Three is bigger than a big, better than a Big Two, but you know two real quick things. Number one, the SEC has been very very quiet, which I find very interesting. I mean, either they're assessing or. Uh, something's something's definitely going on there when you have such little coming out of out of all the SEC programs. But but number two, um, if if say somehow the Pac-10 can be salvaged, the conference that that would actually hurt is the Big Ten because Big Ten went and added UCLA and USC. Now let's say they don't get any other West Coast teams or schools to to join in. You're telling me that every single time USC or UCLA has a road game, they got to travel halfway across the country? That's not going to work. So uh, there, there's still going to be a lot of moving pieces here. All right. Uh, the show's off and running. Jay Barker, that's Chris Walsh you just heard from, from Bama Central. Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. We're going to go to break here. As Lars mentioned a minute ago, you got to the one and only Tim, Tim, Timmy. Tim Brando is coming up at 115. But, um, I want to jump back to World Games just for a moment. Uh, you mentioned softball. 
there are two Alabama softball players that will be playing Saturday night at the Met. Here's the big one. Alabama has a sumo wrestling. That's... I'm not kidding. It's coming up with the Jay Barker. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, humid summer afternoon. A few spots could see a thunderstorm through the evening hours. The high today, 95. Tonight's low, 76. For tomorrow, partially sunny. A chance of scattered afternoon thunderstorms again. The high, 95. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 92 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Jay Barker show. Matt Lars in the studio. Chris and Jay are all on location, remote, streamyard, whatever word you use today. World Games are in Alabama. The opening ceremonies are tonight. There are Alabamians competing. Uh, Montana Founts and uh, Haley McLeany, uh, Alabama softball players, will be uh, competing. Andrew Roden, a guy from Guntersville, sumo wrestler. I have put in a request to interview this guy. I just think that's fascinating. By the way, he said in one quote I, I read this morning, I'm probably the only sumo wrestler in the state. Think he, you think he's pretty safe with that one? I think he's very safe with that one. All right, there is a fourth that's in the uh, trick water skiing, and her name is Anna Gay. And immediately when I read that name, I remember Winter Garden, Florida, was the host of a lot of trick ski and water ski and slalom and all that. Um. But the last name rung a bell. There was a family, last name Gay, that has for, I, I think, generations been very competitive. I do have a point here. So I thought I'm going to look this up. Let me recommend to all of you, don't, unless you're really in, in that genre, don't type in gay water skiing. What happens when you type in well, gay you water skiing? Well, you get some sites you really weren't expecting. Uh, wow. That, I, I just was not expecting to hear that today, Matt. Um, you know, I, I try and dig, try and bring, bring something a little unusual. Don't Google search gay uh, water no, skiing. No, don't do that. Uh, I, just take, take it from me, unless that's what you want to do. But uh, that's the. Uh, should I just walk out on that one and. Let's go back to the uh, conference alignment. Well, we? No, no. Let's stick with the World Games for a second. Okay. Um, Greg Garrison uh, does a terrific job at AL.com, has, has written a story that just gives a, an overview of uh, everything that's going on in Birmingham. And it, it's pretty incredible, just the numbers. Uh, thir- more than 13,000 foreign visitors from 40 countries uh, will be coming to Birmingham this week. 
Uh, hopefully, uh, we won't have issues at Birmingham, Shuttlesworth, uh, with the different airlines and what's going on with the airlines uh, all around the country. Um, and uh, the the host hotels are the Sheridan and the Westin, and the, the, they're pretty much already filled to capacity. And uh, so Uptown really should be uh, quite the scene over the next uh, 10, 11 days. And uh, already more than 350,000 tickets have been sold, um, which is uh, quite impressive. And um, it's uh, uh, going to be held at uh, 14 different venues in, in the metro area, including Oak Mountain and Pelham, uh, Hoover Met, uh, and Barber Motorsports Park. And we talked about that yesterday. And, um, you know, it's... Uh, even even security is is going to be really amped up, um, and and uh, one law enforcement uh, official said it's going to be you know the equivalent of a of a Super Bowl, uh, so there'll there'll be uh, plenty of security around here in Birmingham for the next uh, eleven days, and uh, there'll just be a lot of fun events to go to, and uh, I'm also I'm, I'm with Joe Goodman from uh, AL.com who we had on yesterday, and he had a terrific column yesterday. Encouraging employers to give their employees uh, some a couple days off so they can go uh, to these different events and and really enjoy uh, uh, what what is happening here and uh, and also you know the the transportation uh, system that uh, that they have in place is, is pretty impressive. Um, they've uh, chartered fifty five passenger buses to augment. Uh, the max buses that are already uh, in place in Birmingham and that, that, that green line around the city center uh, from Railroad Park, Railroad Park area to Second Avenue, uh, Restaurant District uh, to Lakeview to the PNC lot to Avondale, Sauce Furnace and, and back to the hub of the World Games. You can park anywhere around that and then you can just hop on, hop on those buses and they, you shouldn't have to wait more than ten minutes. Uh, at least that's the that's the goal. And so um, you know there'll probably there'll obviously be an uptick in, in traffic uh, around the city, uh, especially around the um, areas where the the games are being held. But uh, I think uh, Birmingham is doing everything they can, uh, Jay, just to uh, get have everything they can to be prepared and. And you know we see it for ourselves when you're driving over a Red Mountain Expressway, and and just how uh, how everything has sort of been expanded, and and um, you know I I, I really I, I've been impressed. I've been impressed with uh, with how uh, the the city leaders of Birmingham ha have uh, come together and uh, really put a nice shine on our city for the World Games. Yeah, and I tell you, the thing that, um, you know, you look at it from the standpoint of what our broadcast yesterday, just the infrastructure that's been built, and it's in place, it's going to be there for, for you know, forever. Um, I'm not so sure that a lot of the stuff that they have done with the peripheral and, and stuff that, you know, e even the paving of the roads, some of the highways that have been needing it uh, for so long that they've been doing over the last month or so, uh, trying to hurry up and, and get things done before the, uh, the the World Games come and to be able to represent the city so well and then make it look even more beautiful than it is. So, and in downtown, you know, just everything that's come there that, the, you know, we talked about protective life stadium. I mean, the economic impact, as we said yesterday, went on to be felt this, the next 11 days, but also be felt for years to come. And it's already been felt by UAB football, been felt by a Garth Brooks concert, 
than been you know, things that weren't even able to be done uh, before these uh, infrastructures were put in place. But Chris, I'll go to you as well as we talked about, and Matt talked about some of the local people, Alabama softball players, as well as a sumo wrestler from the state and having a chance to compete in their in their home soul, as uh, Nick Sellers said in one of his comments with AO.com. But just your, your take on all this. Well, first off, we're actually going to cover the softball in Bama Central because, as you mentioned, the, the two Alabama players. So we're looking forward to that. Um, Katie Windham uh, is going to be at every single game starting, I, I think they start on Saturday. Uh, I, I think I got that right. And um, hopefully, I know Haley McClain is probably going to play a lot. I don't know how much Montana is, is going to pitch, but we'll see. Um, you know, it's a long tournament. Uh, really nice event for Birmingham. I hope people go out and, and check it out. And, you know, the only, the only thing that I kind of sit there and, and, and can think of that could possibly be a little bit of a deterrent is the heat. Um, but, you know, it's Alabama. It's July. <laughs> it's, it's for, we all know that that's kind of part of the deal. So, um, yeah, check it out, people, please. I wonder what some of these competitors from Norway. Oh, yeah. What's a Nor- Norwegian accent? <laughs> I'm gonna try one. Uh, yeah, he's it, right. It, it's it, hot. It, it, is, it is hot. It's, it is just. Uh, it is. Yeah. It was. It was 90 degrees and felt like 98 when I. I rolled out of bed a little later this morning. It's like at 9.30. I took Charlotte out, my, my new dog, my puppy. He's panting uh, in an air-conditioned studio. <laughs> know, with fans on us. But I took Charlotte out at like 5.30 this morning, and it was already hot. I mean, you can feel the humidity. because it never got cool. I mean, <laughs> it is what was just... low last night? 75? Yeah, gosh. Um yeah, for some yeah, for all of us who have lived here a while, this is this is a this is a heat wave. This is a heat, worse a than heat wave in July. Yeah. yeah. And uh it is no doubt going to impact uh the competitors, uh th- those uh participating in outdoor events and almost all the events are outdoor. Um but uh yeah, I I do know I, I think the hottest ticket in town is sumo wrestling. I, I, it's sold out. And I think um, it has. I want to see the pilot canopy. Um, out, you know, out of Barber. Yeah, yeah. They, they dance across the water and all kinds of stuff. But um, I am planning on taking the grandkids to see softball Saturday. So it, You know, I, I'm planning on taking my kids this weekend, too. But the one thing that uh, gives me pause is just what Chris mentioned, the heat. Yeah. That's why I'm going to softball at 730 at night. <laughs> yeah. So then I'll only sweat a little. <laughs> then it'll only be 95. Oh, yeah, imagine if you're competing in that. Yeah. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show. Matt Coulter and Lars in the studio. We've got Chris Walsh from Bama Central and Jay Barker as well. When we come back, I'll introduce you to the official tequila of the World Game. I didn't even know there was such a thing. But it made me look. I wonder how many other things. Do we have an official barbecue of the World Games? Uh, how many of these people coming in? from all over the planet are going to go, hmm, barbecue, heat. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show back in about three minutes.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Back on the Jay Barker Show. Jay and Chris Walsh are joining us. Lars and I are in the studio of AVX. There's an official tequila of the world game. It's called De Leon. Capital D, Little E, Capital L. Um, I like tequila. I just never heard of that particular brand, so I looked it up. Everything looks pretty good if you're going to base just strictly on price. So, you know, those are fun things to know and tell that you're going to get from at least Matt on the Jay Barker Show. Jay, I'm on ask you to chime in here real quick anything you have to add with the world games is perfect but i, I know we've got sponsors we need imagine top golf man there's gonna be some people at top golf uh just based on the fact that uh, i don't know how many people do you expect to show up at the world games opening ceremony tonight jeff oh I, I, hopefully the place will be filled up uh the biggest thing about that, I think, is that why do they not do some kind of, of event at Top Golf for the World Games, uh, whether it be a, a, like a long drive contest or whatever? I don't know if that's even part of what they do. So just making all that up. Um, Top Golf for Birmingham is our presenting sponsor, as you brought up. And Matt, it's a great place to go for tailgating, for um, you know, doing anything that you, as far as a fun activity. The great thing about Top Golf, and Mars knows this, and Matt, you know it, and Chris probably knows if he's been there, but. In the wintertime, they got the heaters. In the summertime, when it's hot like it is right now, they got the fans going. And so it keeps it nice and cool. You're underneath, you know, the, the decks. Uh, so it's, you're in the shade. And, uh, they, you know, food and drinks, unbelievable. The, the people there are great, great service. We call it the bowling of this generation. And you'll love it if you go out and check out your stuff. We're also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. You'll see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. I think the, the, big, the biggest thing about this is the diversity of sports and just how many things that are out there that, you know, we don't really pay attention to being in the South. We're so focused on kind of the, the I guess the main three football, basketball and baseball. Um, you know, I think lacrosse has really grown a ton. Soccer's grown a ton over the years, but just to see all these different sports, we're, we're going to have a, a community of, of people and, and even young athletes that may get a chance to see something they've never seen before, may become interested in that and, and it may impact them for a long time. They may get involved in, in some of these sports that they've never really uh, seen or, or been a, had a chance to see compete. So, uh, because a lot of them are different, a lot of them are, are very interesting in sports to play in other countries across the world that are very popular, uh, that have just not caught on to the U.S. like they have around the world, but yet we're still competing in them. Uh, we got representatives from our country that compete in them, just like the Olympics. So, who knows? Maybe this is, you know, coming into the South, there's a lot of great athletes and, and people that love competition, love to get outside and compete. Uh, this may actually spurn some young athletes out there to get involved in some of these other sports. 
uh, and speaking of great athletes and shifting gears here, uh, Chris, uh, want to talk to you about um, some Alabama football. We can, of course, we can never get away from Alabama football. This is what we're it's our it's our bread and butter here, and um, you know there was actually some big news that came out uh, the day after the Fourth of July on July fifth. And uh, that was uh, JUCO wide receiver Malik Benson committing to Alabama. Uh, basically, he was the nation's top uh, uh, junior college recruit, uh, picked Alabama over Georgia, LSU, Oregon, Tennessee. Uh, just your reaction. Um, and and I, I see this uh, story up on your site by, by Tony uh, Sukulis. Uh, who does a great job, former student of mine, and uh, man, he, it, I knew he was destined for big things. And uh, Katie Windham, also a former student of mine, and she's wonderful. You've you've assembled a very talented staff. Um, but uh, just your, uh, in, in this piece, sorry, by Tony, um, he uh, he quotes uh, Benson as, as saying that uh, Alabama is wide receiver U, Hard to argue with that, but uh, just the impact that Malik Benson can have uh, at Alabama. Uh, could be immense. And you know, it's something else that we had on the site last week and that I, I, I something I did was uh, we've, we've seen a shift from Saban in his recruiting approach, and it's been kind of subtle, but, you know, Al, he's never been afraid to bring in top junior college players before. But not like this. This is different. Um, because, and, and this is not the first guy that, uh, junior college player that, that they've signed for next year. Uh, they might have, um, uh, they've got a couple of guys. And what's definitely beginning to be seen is, you know, you would, you would recruit guys more, you know, at four year, five year possibilities. Well, at Alabama, you're talking three. Well, now it's really, Two to three years. That's kind of the shift with the, uh, the with the transfer portal and the turnover that's going on. And I think Saban is is kind of embraced that and been like, you know what? If I'm only getting a couple guys for a couple years, anyways, we're going to go a little bit more on the on the junior college route. And you know, look, he's he's going to sign top players from from anywhere and from any level that he can, obviously. But um, yeah, it's it's. There, there's been a change, and I don't think there's any doubt about. It. And and Benson is, I mean, he's he's terrific. He's proven. He's he's got the numbers. He's got the ability. And yeah, it's. I mean, who would have thought five years ago that we'd be talking about Alabama being wide receiver? You and but it is. I don't think there's any doubt about it. The only other school that I think is is that that could possibly um, claim it right now is Ohio State. They're certainly right up there. Yeah, and um, they lost. I think, the, they lost one of the best ones, but it still cracks me up. I mean, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, Jerry Judy. I still think Jerry Judy's really going to develop. I think uh, uh, Smitty is going to be great at, in um, in Philadelphia, especially with the trade that Philly just made uh, to get. Uh, that wide receiver from uh, the Titans, uh, Brown, takes some heat off of him. And hearing great things about Jalen Hurts, by the way, there. Um, and I, I think, uh, you know, it just shows how how uh, the, the recruiting emphasis has changed over the last seven, eight years from uh, Nick Saban. Uh, yeah, when, when uh, Nick first arrived, Matt, uh, who would have thought? 
right? Uh, this is more of a three yards and a cloud of dust kind of offense. And play back your defense. Yes, and who would have thought that uh, consistently you get the top wide receivers in the country. Um, of course, we did see it with Julio Jones. And um, and and that uh, and we've talked about this a lot. How all all of us believe that Julio was the single most important recruit of the Nick Saban era, and he really got the the ball rolling. But uh, Jay, just your uh, impression. I, I don't know if you've had a a chance to talk to anybody uh, down in Tuscaloosa about uh, the, just JUCO wide receiver Malik Benson, but uh, just the wide receiver core in general that um that that Saban is uh, and the staff are, are are putting together and really relying on uh you know the transfer portal uh juco guys uh not going the the traditional route yeah i mean it's you know i think things have just changed like chris talked about it because Saban is so good at adapting to that um and one of those things i think ends up could hurt some kids and and, you know, especially with the numbers, we talked about that as far as the ones coming out of high school that may not get that initial look at a power five that they would have gotten because the scholarship is gone based on a kid that's already gone to a lower division or a kid that's been at another school and wants to transfer in. So you're kind of having to adjust your numbers as far as the amount of kids. I really think that more than anything, the portal is probably hurting the high school kids who might have gotten a shot or got a scholarship to a power five. They're now uh, not getting overlooked. They're just going to go, hey, look, go play here or you know, good luck, and they're going to watch them. If they develop, then maybe bring them in. The other thing is NIL money. And I, and I think that it's probably hard, I would think, because I, I know it would be for me, and I know it would be for you guys. And I know it's definitely for Coach Saban hard to swallow the fact that a guy may be making a $10 million signing bonus. We'll be hearing about Arch Manning up to about $14 or $15 million over the career. Um, you know, that that's, inc- that's incredibly crazy. I mean, it's, um, you know, good for them. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that, but at the same time, to have to sit down and negotiate that with a 17 or 18 year old and think that, you know, the power that they're bringing in just come out of high school, I'd rather go get a guy can play in two years that I know that can play the game and wants to come win a championship. It's got a year left that says, look, I'm more worried about getting to the NFL than I'm about making money in college. I think that's going to change a lot of perspectives for the coaches and who they go after when it comes to building a team. Yeah. And, um, uh, speaking of who they're going after, uh, Chris, you also on your site. Uh, it's amazing how many uh, stories you guys have up. Uh, but uh, Eli Holstein, <laughs> uh, the the quarterback uh, that uh, that really Nick Saban targeted, and and I I think Saban just grew tired of waiting for um, Arch Manning to make his decision, and and that, I think that's why they pulled the trigger on Holstein, or or maybe they knew that that um, that that Manning was going to go to Texas, but, um, you know, you, you, you look at his, uh, size, uh, six foot four, 222 coming off a junior season, completed 65% of his passes, 3,200 yards, 30 touchdowns, six, only six picks, uh, leading his school to a 15 and 0 record in Louisiana to the, the, to the 5A title and, and then going and competing at, uh, the elite 11, uh, in uh, Redondo Beach uh, last week, uh, one of 20 quarterbacks. What, what what are you hearing about Eli Holstein? And um, and you know, I, I have a a funny feeling that uh, two years from now, three years, two years from now, I think we'll be making comparisons about from Eli 
Holstein and, and Arch Manning, and I think it could be favorable to for Eli Holstein. Okay. Hey, you know what? Sounds like a good time for a break. Uh, this is a gay barbecue. <laughs> yeah, okay. What timing? All right. So be right back. All right. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, humid summer afternoon. A few spots could see a thunderstorm through the evening hours. The high today, 95. Tonight's low, 76. For tomorrow, partially sunny. A chance of scattered afternoon thunderstorms again. The high, 95. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 92 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Top five, top five receivers to come out of Bama, right? Julio. So, all right, let me let me just. This is no. This is order though. This is. I'm gonna put it in order, but I gotta name them out of order first. I ain't even excluding me. It's gonna go. So, all right, we got Julio, we got Ridley, Judy, Smitty. Waddle, uh, Rugs. Uh, I feel like the top five gonna come out of those six, but in order. But I ain't gonna lie, after Julio, cause I mean, you could really like if we talking about. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Because look. All right, so you got Julio. All right, you got Waddle. Ridley and um, you got Waddle, really Smitty and Judy. So with Waddle, Riddle, and 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 with with Waddle, Ridley, and um, Judy, all on board. That is Amari Cooper trying to come up with a top five Alabama wide receivers of all time. And I think he reflected the way we all think. Except I do believe Julio's top dog, Big Cheese, number one. Oh yeah, it, it's Julio by 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 a long ways. I, I think um, certainly Smitty will have an opportunity to get there. I think Judy will. Uh, I think Waddle will. Uh, I mean Waddle and um, uh, Waddle right now in in uh, Miami is in such a good position to have a huge year being opposite of Tyreek Hill and like how do you uh, double both of those guys but um, before the break uh, we're t- I was talking about Eli Holstein uh, Chris and just how he was uh, one of the 20 quarterbacks to take part in this year's Elite 11 finals and, and you guys have a story up on this on, on Bama Central and just uh, your, your thoughts on how Eli Holstein is going to be compared to Arch Manning uh, throughout his college career because it's my belief that, uh, and this is just a belief, not based on any reporting, that Nick Saban, he either grew tired of waiting for Arch Manning or he knew that Arch Manning was not coming 
to uh, to Tuscaloosa, and so therefore he, he sort of uh, made it clear to Eli Holstein, hey, you're our guy. Okay, well, first off, I want to comment on the wide receiver thing because uh, two guys that I think you got to mention, number one, Don Hudson, who might have been the greatest receiver in NFL history, who, I mean, it's granted he's considered, you know, way old school, but um, the descri- the the way that people talked about him was that he was Jerry Rice before Jerry Rice was Jerry Rice. And um, he's someone that's got to be mentioned in any, any conversation about greatest wide receiver at Alabama history. Plus, you know, some guy that uh, Jay knows pretty well, um, you know, Mr. Palmer, I think he's got to be mentioned as well. So um, for the quarterback thing, though, yeah, uh, you know, we like to do this, I, it, and I, it's it's unfair. I, I I'll be the first one to say it. I mean, like for the rest of their lives, uh, Jalen Hurts and Tua uh, Tagovailoa are going to be compared, no matter you know, with whatever they do. And now you can throw Mac Jones in, into that mix as well because they were all in the same team. Now they're all starters in, in the NFL, and I mean, it's something we're going to be watching on on Bama Central, you know. So. Um, yeah, they're going to they're gonna be compared for the rest of their lives just because they were recruited together. I uh, I got to throw a personal favorite in there because I kind of thought um, it was more of a modern era question, but Chris is very smart to point out Holman and, and the deuce. But uh, a guy named Dennis Holman in the uh, 60s. Just, in fact, he was Pretty the good. only All-American because they didn't do All-Americans when Hudson was playing. He was the only All-American... Uh, wide receiver from Alabama ever. Dab- is Dabo Sweeney in that group? It's seven catches. <laughs> you know the yardage? What games? What time? Going in the uh, Sugar Bowl from Jay. Maybe. Maybe not. I could be wrong on that. Back with more of the Jay Barker Show. And what is really valuable uh, to you and not? Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down at Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. 
I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. And look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. 
You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Indeed, Jay Barker Show, Jay, Chris Walsh, Bama Central, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. I forgot to mention that Charlotte Anderson is in studio, too. So <clears throat> so those of you that haven't been introduced, see Charlotte passing the puppy. Whoop, cord around. Look at Charlotte. Why do I talk like that? I'm a broadcaster. Huh? Anyway, Lars got a new puppy. It's about the cutest dang thing I've ever seen. Meanwhile, welcome into the show, uh, Jay Barker. Uh, I, I guess national championship rings don't mean the same to everybody, do they? I guess not. Uh, first of all, let me tell everybody, we were presented by Top Golf for Birmingham. Get out the Top Golf. You'll love it, and uh, you'll actually have a blast. So now, uh, summertime, we talked about, they got the fans out there. It's, it is hot, but they keep you cool. In the wintertime, they got the heaters as well. Great food, great drinks, just a lot of great fun at Top Golf. Also driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. And go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sonny King Ford. Yeah, I would I would never think about doing this. And and I, I get maybe why he is, because he's at a different team. But Keelan Robinson, uh, who used to be my play for Alabama, plays for Texas now, transferred there after winning the championship in 2020 and the championship rings that they got. Uh, of those championship rings, uh, I think it was the SEC, the Rose Bowl, and the College Football Playoff rings. Uh, we, we, I remember Langham uh, Antonio was petitioning Coach Saban, and I think Greg Byrne and maybe some others at Alabama about a year, year and a half ago, trying to get them to go back and give us SEC championship rings because ours had it on our ring, but we just got one ring. He was pushing for another one. Uh, that's Antonio <laughs> for you. But uh, but you look at uh, Keelan Robinson now. Uh, according to sources, uh, the 2020 championship rings are listed for sale by Las Vegas Pawn Shop for $60,000. So, again, he transferred to Texas Alabama last year. He was not only criticized for active roster in 2020, having opted out due to COVID-19. So uh, I think he already kind of knew where he was headed. Maybe didn't feel like he was a part of it, still got the rings, and um, now has pawned them for sixty grand. we will see uh, – I guess whether or not they'll sell for that or whether or not the pawn shop has already given some amount of cash, then they'll sell them and move on uh, or maybe their own consignment. So we'll see. But I, I could not imagine selling uh, championship rings like that because those are things that 
you remember about your team, the guys that you worked hard, the training that you go through, no matter how much you play, you still want to keep that and be a part of that. But uh, we've seen a number of guys who have done this over the years. Yeah, and uh, what I'm seeing is that he was actually uh, – Keelan Robinson did not appear on the show Pawn Stars, but a, a man named John negotiated the price of the rings for him on Pawn Stars and uh, sold for $40,000. Uh, that's pretty good, pretty good uh, pretty good cash for, uh, for rings. But, um, you know, I, I guess he just doesn't feel tied to Alabama. If you remember, he, he transferred to Al- uh, from Alabama uh, to right. Texas after the 2020 season. And as a freshman at Alabama in 2019, appeared in eight games, uh, scored two touchdowns, and uh, didn't play in 2020, and then moved on to Texas in 2021 and uh, scored three touchdowns in 11 games for them. So we'll see how he does at, at Texas. But um, I don't know. Uh, I You know, if something – I've never had a ring, and this includes – two of my marriages have uh, <laughs> been that valuable to me. Um, I, I don't know. I, like, I guess, um, but I, I never won a national championship. I mean, I mean, Jay, how, how much do you treasure your national championship ring? And is there a price? Heck like, that, I, I want to know what it's worth. Yeah. But, but is there a price that if somebody came and offered you 250,000, say, uh, would no. you sell it? No. Million. No. Not for that amount. Everybody's well, got. No. Everybody's got a price. Yeah, well, <laughs> it had to, yeah, it would have to be multiple, multiple millions. To be, even, <laughs> even considering that, so uh, would have to be uh, had to be multiple millions. The, the thing about it, though, is as I said, Chris, and we get a Chris Watson Bama Central, is that you know, it's the it's the whole thing of what you've been through as a team. It's that that common bond. So, you know, I don't wear my national championship ring that much. When I wear it, it's a special events around my teammates. Um, and, and for me, that's number one, I'm not a big ring guy or, or jewelry guy anyway. So that's why uh, I don't wear that ring unless, unless it's for those, those moments. I just couldn't imagine doing that. I couldn't imagine pawning it or wanting to pawn it um, for a number of reasons. One, because I grew up since the time I could, you know, really understand what was going on on the football field that I wanted to play football. I wanted to play. My goal was not even professional. My goal was just playing for Alabama, playing for Barry Bryant. And I wanted to be able to go and win a championship at Alabama. And, um, you know, that dream came true in 92 and being able to be that and be a part of a team that did that and the hard work that went into it. And that's a, that's a reminder of everything that we did, the sacrifices we made, the commitment we made to each other, the hard work we put in the summer, the spring, spring and, all the way looking up through the fall and just staying together uh, as a team. So that was, that's why that would be so important. It would be, I, I don't, I just don't know if I could, I could consider, you know, multiple millions, Chris, but I don't know if I could ever give up my national championship ring like that. I just, there's too much tied to it. And, you know, I mean, it's, you know, obviously we, we can turn on the TV anytime and see a replay of that game and see you playing for the national championship and, we're constantly reminded of it, and the part that you played, Keelan Robinson. I, you know, he was on the roster, but he didn't play that season. And I can kind of understand right. if he, yeah, if he feels like he he wasn't really a part of it. You know, I mean, who's really to say that he, he shouldn't sell it, especially that much money? I mean, okay, look, the rings look nice. 
I, What's I, his I, choice? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, I know what the, what the, you know, how much it costs Alabama to make each, each one of those rings because they can't go over a certain spending min, uh, limit. Um, those rings are not worth that much. <laughs> to put it that, you know. No, um, they're cubic zirconium. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the emotional value, obviously. And so, um, you know, if he wants to move on, great. You know, uh, more power to him. And I know some people are going to get upset about it. I, you know, I can't, you know. Chris, oh, do you do you wear a like high school ring, college ring, anything like that? I wear my wedding ring, and that's a little odd for me to begin with, um, because I went my whole life without really wearing jewelry. I used to like to wear a watch, and I kind of hope to get back to that someday. Um, but that's pretty much it. If I had like a, <laughs> um, if I had like a. Uh, you know, a, a sentimental ring of value. I'd probably put it on a chain, like like that, and you know, that it, way I make sure I didn't lose it. It's 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 interesting you say that about watches. I, I look over at Matt. I just want. I just not want the box. Watch. I, I I don't wear a watch. I don't wear a watch, but, but I haven't since. Really, in my life, I've never worn. My my brother my, my brother used to wear a watch, yeah. but he was so obsessive about looking at the time. Yeah. And that's another thing. Um. No, I, I'm i not anti-jewelry, but it ain't for me. I wear my wedding band because this is my father's that he, my mother gave to him. And then when Karen and I got married, that, that doesn't come off except for about eight, eight minutes when I shower. Gangster don't want the thing going down the drain. That's the only piece of jewelry I'll ever wear. Yeah, Jay, you don't have any either. No. Oh, J- Jay, wait, you, what is that? Oh, he has a lip ring. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, and somewhere else. Um, oh, no. no. No, Jay, Jay you, you're a watch guy, aren't you? Sometimes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of off and on. I don't have I me. Mean, I've been to where I've worn them and then um, gotten to where, you know, at times I don't wear I don't know. It's, it's not that it's big of a deal. Now, I used to wear um, kind of more dressier watches back in the day, whatever. I actually had a, a, a cross. Uh, necklace that I had that my parents gave me. I actually gave it to Harrison about two years ago because they came back in style, the rope chain. So I was like, I went to storage and go, hey, man, this, this is back in style. Do you want it? He goes, heck yeah. So he wears it uh, everywhere and loves it. But, um, you know, I want the box those guys got. Braxton's got his, and I've seen it you know, in person. And we, we the only box we got was what the ring came in. I think it said Johnson's or whatever it is. And um, that was the only thing we got when it came with our with our rings to put them in. So um, actually, one was made for me as a gift that's that's nice and it's glass. But that one right there is awesome. The way it opens up and it's got the script A and all that on it. If you can see it on, on the screen, if you're watching our Facebook live page on Bama Insider, the uh, that, that the, the casing is unbelievable. So um, yeah, crazy. You know, and I agree with you, Chris. I mean, Keelan Robinson. I mean, he. Did not play that year. He opted out for COVID nineteen, so probably doesn't feel like he's a part of that. And, and I have no issue. I mean, look, forty thousand dollars—that's a lot of money for a college kid. And um, I do wonder with the NIL stuff, though, matter large, whichever one wants to take this, is do you think those rings will get nicer? I mean, my national championship ring does have real diamonds. Now that that was done after we got the rings that were Z's, um, but I did eventually get real diamonds put in it. Um, and but most of them, you know, I mean, all of them are diseased. I'm not sure if what the pricing is. I mean, at that time, probably it was like five hundred dollars per ring. I'm not sure if it's maybe fifteen or even if it's that much now per ring uh, that they can spend on the on the college athletes. Chris may know that answer, but 
yeah, I mean, they're, they're not expensive. And to get $40,000 for that, pretty amazing. What, Chris, you mentioned something a minute ago. Do, do you Can you share with us um, what the limit was or, or what you were told the limit was? Um, I Let's do that after the break because I want to make sure I have my, my figures right because um, – what, what I was, you get what this I was, game now. Yeah, no, it's what I was told. I think is probably yeah. outdated now. All right, well, we'll we'll let you secure nah, that during that. the break, and when we come back, uh, and then also your man, Tim Brando, Tim Brando coming, coming, up, coming up next. You're listening to. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, humid summer afternoon. A few spots could see a thunderstorm through the evening hours. The high today, 95. Tonight's low, 76. For tomorrow, partially sunny. A chance of scattered afternoon thunderstorms again. The high, 95. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 93 degrees in Tuscaloosa. I don't know if that's the case. I imagine Timmy loves. Hey, I just saw something, and I don't, I don't want to dive into a, a negative ditch here, but I just James Conn died, and um, you saw that. Ever since I watched Brian's song, uh, I have been a huge James Conn fan. Of course, he played Bar- Brian Piccolo in Brian's song, uh, and did an unbelievable mm-hmm. job. But he was kind God of a man's it. man actor. Godfather. Godfather, yeah, yeah, that's what I Sonny. think of Jay. I think yeah. of uh, him in the Godfather. A volatile temper, Sonny. Uh, yeah, yeah. You did not want to cross him. You did not want to cross him, and then he came off as uh, so kind of calm, collected. But then once the anger was ignited, it was a massive eruption. Oh, he's so, he was such a good actor. Uh, rollerball, mm-hmm. underrated. All right. Uh, Tim is back with us, but first, real quick, uh-huh. go back to Chris Walsh from Bama Central. Uh, what kind of numbers you got on championship rings for us, and then we'll get Tim Brando on. Yeah, it's 415 bucks. It's That's it. So it's funny because I remember talking wow. to an, an, an ex-player who was – he uses his ring uh, in his sales job, and he was like, man, the stones are popping out. I really got to get the thing fixed. <laughs> Uh, wow. That's awesome. Tim 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 Brando joins us now as he does each week. Tim, thanks so much. Uh how are things in your world in Shreveport, Louisiana? It must be as hot as it is here in Birmingham. It is hot. Uh but I I am teeing off. As long as I tee off before nine AM, I'm good. Okay. Gotta be done by certainly twelve thirty, quarter to one. You know, you don't want to be playing golf uh, in the heat of the day, but I'm trying to get out you know, early in the day. I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm really sorry I missed my lead-in music. I was so ready to go into my 1970s, Do You Want to Go to ELO with the Weekend Bob and Boogie Baby Brando 
Uh, Bev Bevan, <laughs> Richard Candy, and oh. Jeff Lynn at the controls, baby. I'm sorry I missed that. <laughs> All right, Tim. The uh, the the story again. <laughs> the, the, the 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 story of the week, if not the story of the month, is uh, yep. is USC UCLA going from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten. And um, first off, is, is this a reaction to uh, Oklahoma and Texas uh, moving from uh, the Big 12 to the SEC? Is this the Big 10 sort of flexing their muscle? And does this spell the death of the Pac-12, a conference that has been ex- in existence since 1918, or excuse me, 1913, they could be out yeah. of business by 2024. Just uh, your your reaction. I, I know there's a, there's a lot to get into here, but y- yes, sure. your uh, analysis of what's transpired. Well, uh, to go to your three-parter, uh, starting with the first question, no, I don't think it has really anything to do with Texas and, and, uh, and Oklahoma going to the SEC, although uh, they, they started all this okay, by, by doing what they did. However, this was pieced together at a time when a new television contract was being negotiated and put together. Okay, that makes it very, very different, um, Lars, and here's why. Um, we all know, I think it's been reported in public reports, that uh, the company I work for is going to be the primary rights holder to the Big Ten. Uh, but they are also acting as consultants, okay, to those that are still bidding for rights, which includes everybody, plus digital, Amazon. Now Apple has gotten involved. Uh, When the decision was made by USC and UCLA to come in, that impacted tremendously the value of the property that's being negotiated, okay? And those negotiations are underway. And you're hearing a lot today, and I know in SEC circles, especially you're hearing it, uh, the sweepstakes for Notre Dame would include both the SEC and the Big Ten. And, and I understand that thought process, uh, particularly in the part of the world that I grew up in. But the one major difference, and this is the thing that the SEC cannot overcome, uh, their TV deal's done. It's been done. It's been done for a couple of years. And it's not going to be enacted until after the Big Ten deal is enacted a year later. Okay, the CBS window for SEC football is still in play for two more full seasons. Okay, and then in the following season in 25, they will be in the business of, of, of looking for another, uh, you know, my old, the place I used to work for will be looking for something to supplant the SEC because... The Southeastern Conference is all ESPN all the time. Uh, so that that deal is done. The economics of the situation for the Southeastern Conference could change, yes. But the Big Ten is in the midst. It's fluid. It's going on as we speak. And so all of college football, I mean all of it, okay, is in the hands of Jack Swarbrick right now, the Notre Dame Athletic Director. And whatever decision he makes, uh, Notre Dame's going to be fine, but regardless of what decision he makes, it influences and impacts just about every other domino that's going to fall in the sweepstakes that we currently have going on in college football. And um, 
So that makes what happened here with USC and UCLA at the end of last week far more seismic than the Texas OU acquisition by the SEC. Uh, there was no trickle-down, really, from what happened with, with Texas and uh, Oklahoma. There's all kinds of it here. And I think that you're going to see more big-time news between now and Labor Day weekend when college football gets going. I think this is going to last possibly all the way through that. We may not know uh, how the dust is settled before Tommy's letter this fall. I mean, that, it, it, that really could be the case. According to uh, Pam, I'm going to give you a couple uh, Sports of... Illustrated. Go ahead, Jeff. Okay, Independence remains the preference and leader in the clubhouse for Notre Dame. That's what uh, he is reporting. Um, they did in 2020, everybody points back to that year with COVID, uh, joined the ACC for football and, uh, they, and and did well. They won They won it and went on and played in the uh, playoffs uh, that particular year. Talk about, I mean, is the ACC, do you think they've got a shot? Because Notre Dame has the no, history with no, it. I, no, I don't. And also the other no, sports. I don't. I, no, no I, don't, I don't think the ACC has a prayer uh, in this. They don't. Um, you got to remember now, <laughs> it was Jim Phillips of the Atlantic Coast Conference and George Kvyatkov of the Pac-12 that voted against uh, the expansion of the college football playoff back in, back in April when the Final Four was taking place. Uh, that's not lost on anyone here. And the irony is that what two conferences are in most peril, the Pac-12 and the ACC, in order. Uh, you said it was being reported in the uh, in Sports Illustrated. Who's who's reporting this? Yeah, Pat Forty uh, said that uh, the, the shock and decision oh, okay. so that's made by Yahoo, him, okay. uh, UCLA he, and USC. Then he goes on to write, uh, Yahoo, yeah. Yeah. What does he go on to write? Tell me what else Pat said. <laughs> he said that... Uh, I really want to hear what he said. That this, is, this is news to me. Yeah. USC and uh, UCLA joined the Big Ten said last week locked, uh, looked to be, excuse me, the first of several realignment dominoes to fall, but Notre Dame may not be in a hurry to be the next school to shake up college athletics, according to Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated. Now, that was Adam Stites was actually writing, uh, writing this article. Uh, okay, okay. Now, Forty oh, Sports Illustrated. Yeah. But according to Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated, independence remains the preference and leader in the clubhouse for Notre Dame. Again, and then he goes on the right to talk about how they competed in the ACC due to the effects of COVID nineteen and uh, right, all those right, right, and right. I got right yeah. more about. Okay, that. I'm with you. That to some extent, that's old news, and that's Pat's opinion. Okay, that's that's the way I that's the way I read that. Here's my opinion. He's right that Notre Dame could do whatever the hell they want to do. And if they want to stay independent, that's fine. They're going to be a big winner no matter the decision. However, <laughs> if something like COVID were to happen again, I mean, let's face it, the only salvation for Notre Dame during COVID to even have a schedule was to enforce a one-year-only uh, membership into football with the ACC. Without that, they don't get into the college football playoff. I believe the people at Notre Dame ultimately are going to have to look at, okay, how much money are we going to be saying no to? All right, it's, it's going to be over $100 million easy from the Big Ten, and it's going to be approaching, you know, 75 to $80 million, probably around 80 uh, in the SEC yeah. were they to do that. So, yeah, they, they certainly should take their time. They've got a lot to fall over. 
So I don't disagree with that. However, I, I don't look at that as, um, uh, oh, by the way, we've got a, we've got a scoop that, uh, Notre Dame's going to say no. I think, I think what this means is they're going to keep everyone in a holding pattern for a while. And what that does is puts, it really puts the Pac-12 in trouble because George Lyapkov is trying his best to make up for a lot of lost ground that the Pac-12 has had uh, since, really, COVID hit. You know, they were the last league to play games. They only played half a season. They lost a ton of money. And now they're announcing, after losing their two big enterprises, USC and UCLA, that they're going to start negotiations on their new TV deal. At the very time that the new commissioner of the Big 12, Yormark, who's come in, but Bob Bowlesby is there with a stacked deck. He's already brought in three teams out of the American that are really good, and BYU. Uh, acquiring more teams is something that he's been comfortable doing for a while. And the Big 12, <laughs> on the very day that the Pac-12 says, we'll start negotiating on NTV deal, the Big 12 is already well into conversation with a half dozen of his member institutions. So the Pac-12 is clearly in a race against time. No doubt about it. Uh, Timmy, can you hang on for another quick break? Oh, sure. Hang on through the break. I screwed up when I, when I lost you on the phone and I didn't get to do my lead-in to Do You Want to Go with ELO? Hey, <laughs> hey, we got a do-over. We got a do-over. It's coming up <laughs> next on, on the Jay Parkers. Okay. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. It handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood. And now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. And Sarah and I, we've got one and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Somebody cue him Brando. ELO on Freeport, number one. <laughs> WTBB. No, yeah. KTBB. No? We have to add some levity uh, to it, don't we, Matt? We do. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Tim Brando was our guest. We've been talking uh, about conference and realignment. Uh, just humor me here, Tim. I'm going to give you a few teams here. And I just want you to look into the Tim Brando crystal ball and tell me where you think they'll be in three years. Um, okay. First of all, Clemson. Clemson. Well, that is really 50-50. Okay. I'm going to give SEC the edge, but I'm not going to rule out the Big Ten either. Okay. I'm, SEC is the front runner. Uh, Notre Dame, did you go, go into that last break? We just flip flop it. I, I, I give Big Ten the edge uh, for business reasons, honestly, not because of where I work, but because one contract's done and another contract is still being negotiated. Okay, so uh, for that reason alone, I, I, it, it could be either one or, or or none of the above. I mean, you know, Pat Forty may be right. They've said no how many times, and and there's some history uh, between some institutions within the Big Ten. Uh, and Notre Dame, 
albeit that landscape has changed a lot. <laughs> Everything about our business now has changed. Um, and, you know, we're seeing strange bedfellows uh, that, that are taking place uh, in the game today. Who else you got, Matt? Oregon. I think they're Big Ten once Notre Dame makes their decision. I think the Big Ten is going to move uh, into into 20 teams. I think the SEC is going to move into 20 teams. I think that's where we're headed. Both, both of those conferences are going to wind up at 20 in three years. Give me another one. Miami. Miami. I think they're headed to the SEC. I think the floodgates of the ACC, and I'll just make it easy for you, North Carolina, Miami, uh, Florida State, all in the wheelhouse of the Southeastern Conference, in my view. So, Tim, what you're saying is that you think there's going to be two, ultimately just two super conferences, the SEC and the Big Ten. Uh, this is what Kirk Herbstreet mentioned the other day. This is where he thinks things are going, maybe 25, yep. 30 teams in each conference, and then you'd have uh, divisions within each conference, and it would then you'd have sort of what looks like a NFL-style playoff system. I, I, is that, I, yeah, I, I, no, I don't agree with Kirk there. I, I think that the Big 12 is still going to be a viable conference, and I think that all of the group of five conferences that have shown well for themselves in recent years will hold Pat and continue to have an opportunity to compete. Uh, this, this comparison that's taking place with, uh, you know, the Premier League, I heard Andy Staples talking about that the, uh, the other day, uh, and, I, and I think the world of Andy and I, I think a lot of Kirk, I, I, I respect both of their opinions. But I don't think that college football, fans, particularly uh, the hardcore fans, are just, they're ready to jump off bridges. Okay, they were coming after me on Twitter after, you know, I <laughs> made some statements relative to, you know, what was taking place because they think when they hear Big Two, okay, we're talking about money, we're talking about the financial end. Yes, the the separation between the Big Ten and the SEC financially is huge, and they are from uh, from a financial standpoint the Big Two, but Lars, uh, the Big Twelve has a pretty good conference now, and if they acquire Utah, Colorado, and the two Arizona schools, I'd say that's a very representative conference that is going to land itself a quality television contract. No, it won't be as ballyhooed, nor will it be worth as much as either the Big Ten or the SEC, but it's certainly viable um, and and competitive. Uh, And when you look at what's left of the Big 12, no, those marketplaces in Waco and Lubbock, uh, you know, don't look particularly great or Stillwater, but their teams are very good. Oklahoma State, Baylor, uh, really good. TCU is, is a factor. They've got the financial wherewithal uh, with endowments in addition to facilities to compete at a very high level. Uh, and you add those top teams out of the American. I know they don't have uh, the uh, alumni base in Cincinnati of Ohio State, but they're pretty damn good and have been good for a long time. And so having a competitive product to put out there is, is important. Houston's going to be this year's Cincinnati, in my view. Look out for them. They are going to be a factor, my number one fly in the ointment. To go along with UCF and then you add uh, those schools on the uh, most, you know, the, the Rocky Mountain end 
of the Pac-12, my, my goodness, that's a hell of a good league. And so I, I think that, um, you know, college football as we know it is not coming to an end just because of a television rights. It, it's not. So uh, I think that the fans need to understand that when the media is reporting this and they talk about Big Two, they're not saying everybody else is lost and they've been kicked to the curb. Uh, this isn't what was going to happen to uh, Kansas and Kansas State and everybody else if the Pac-12 had gotten what it wanted back in 2009 when Larry Scott came in and said, we're coming in and taking a half dozen of your teams and starting a super conference out west. No, this isn't that. Not that at all. We're talking with Tim Brando and uh, talking about a number of things, college football, the changing landscape we've seen with NIL as well as the portal and now with the uh, shifting of the conferences as far as teams. With another thing that's been brought up recently, one of the reasons why UCLA may have left, their, their athletic department has amassed $102.8 million debt over the last three fiscal yeah. years. And those budgets, yeah. they said, worried them and should no, no longer be a concern now uh, or anymore with the money the schools stand to bring in with potential massive TV rights. You just talked about the deal on the horizon for the Big Ten. How much do you think that played a part in this, or do you think this has been going on even – uh, before, or, or does that type of debt play a big part in UCLA's decision? Listen, uh, the Pac-12 has been its own worst enemy. Okay, I mean it has been. Yeah, and I, and I think, as I said, a lot of George Klyevkov, he had a lot of uh, a messes left from Larry Scott to try to clean up, but it didn't help when their presidents were so adamant during COVID that they were late to push the button on actually having a season. Uh, you know, there, there were no uh, fans that were going to come to the game, so you had to rely on whatever money that you could rally around to get back on TV. And as it was, I believe Oregon won the Pac-12 title with a record of 4-2. and two. There were six, six games played that year for them, about half as many as, as were played in, in, in the other conferences. That, that put them in a financial bind. And the lack of investment that so many of these institutions that uh, – you know, take great pride in their academic standing has also hurt them. Uh, you see it when you go to some of these, these these places. And I love going to Berkeley. I do. I enjoy going to the farm. But but Stanford's once proud program has slipped, and and support and investment has slipped, and and that's why Oregon and Washington are in a much better position than say the two Bay Area schools in terms of attracting uh, another opportunity outside of the Pac-12. Um, listen, George Klyavkov did what he, his biggest mistake and Jim Phillips' biggest mistake was voting against the expansion of the playoffs. Why in the world would those two leagues that had the most to gain by expanding to 12 vote against it? They were hemorrhaging money, their member institutions. So uh, I think the Big 12 is in the most uh, advantageous position. Uh, The Pac-12 is uh, on on life support right now and, and working really hard. I, I don't know if you read Dan Wetzel's column today, but it was uh, well-written and I think spot on. Tim, this is Chris Walsh. I want to ask you real quick about um, the, the TV market factor in all this and that, you know, when, we see, when we've seen the SEC expand previously, say like Missouri and Texas A&M or South Carolina and Arkansas, they were expanding outside of their footprint. And obviously that changed a little bit with Texas and Oklahoma. So I'm wondering if the SEC does expand again, 
and like we already mentioned Clemson, there's a lot of talk about Florida State. How important are those TV markets going to be? Because obviously, those geographical areas are already in the SEC footprint. Well, the, the, the size of the market has less to do with all of this now than it did years ago. Television mm-hmm. market mattered a great deal more then. Now, with uh, you got to remember, we're moving away from cable. We're moving into digital. Uh, so it's about how much money can you command from over-the-air networks, and then what can you get on the you know long term in terms of digital, which over the next five to ten years is going to become in vogue. And and that's why I think again the Big Ten is in such an advantageous position. Listen, the SEC uh, did a marvelous job of, of of getting all of its property to the one place that has the greatest volume. Much respect to Greg Sankey and to the, the folks in Bristol for getting that deal done. But the Big Ten is doing it differently. And I'm going to throw out a name, fellas, that, that maybe you haven't thought about, but I've mentioned a time or two. Lars, you'll remember, I think I may have said it to you. All that's going on right now with the Big Ten negotiations have the fingerprints of Jim Delaney, the former commissioner of the Big Ten, mm-hmm. all over them. Yeah. He was smart enough to do a six-year deal in his last television deal. He got uh, a bunch of money from Fox. He got a bunch of money uh, for a second-tier deal with ESPN. Now those have come up, and he has more suitors, even though he's no longer the commissioner. What they're doing in the Big Ten is acquiring all kinds of suitors for the rights to their product. And when you add more teams then you're going to have what? More inventory, better games. Uh, a USC game against uh, potentially Michigan becomes a conference game now, not just a Rose Bowl, okay? If you add more teams to that, now you have not one, not two, but potentially, and these are published reports that are out there, potentially, three major networks, different networks, carrying Big Ten games from noon Eastern time until almost midnight, Eastern time. The, the Fox noon window, big noon, the potential of, uh, and this is again published reports, not my commentary, but this is out there for public consumption. The reports have been out there by those that cover media. Just keep up with John Orand and Adam Marchand and all these guys that cover it. The potential of CBS replacing the SEC with the Big Ten, it's number two game or it's number three game. NBC is in line potentially for a primetime game. And then you've got Amazon and Apple fighting it out over the fourth game. And you say, wait a minute, they're running out of games. Well, maybe not. Not if they have 20 teams. So they have plenty that they can still put on the Big Ten Network. And, uh, you know, that's a completely different way of going about handling your rights versus the way the SEC did it. Uh, They wanted to make sure that they had their arrangement with one network so that they could uh, gerrymander their schedule in such a way that would make everyone comfortable. And uh, they didn't even uh, put it out for bid. I mean, Fox had no chance to put in a bid for the SEC. It was just given uh, to ESPN because of the arrangement that Greg Sankey had and he liked, and he was very comfortable with. So uh, that's the major difference here. Texas and Oklahoma was a great acquisition, but it doesn't impact uh, – the way this does, because the actual negotiations and the contracts not done. We're, we're just going on the basis of reports, okay, that have been admitted to that um, that the company I work for has got the uh, 
uh, the top deal, but they are involved in determining who gets the rest of the contract. That's that's what's different about this. Tim Brando joining us weekly on the Jay Barker Show. More ELO next week. Thanks, Thanks Tim. <laughs> Incredibly insightful. Thank you, Tim. See you, Timmy. Thanks, Tim. Be right back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, humid summer afternoon. A few spots can see a thunderstorm through the evening hours. The high today, 95. Tonight's low, 76. For tomorrow, partially sunny. A chance of scattered afternoon thunderstorms again. The high, 95. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 93 degrees in Tuscaloosa. on the Jay Barker show. Lars, Matt, Chris Walsh. Chris, as we wrap things up, I want to make sure everybody can follow you and view you on your website. Oh, thank you. Uh, Bama Central, we're your Sports Illustrated home for all things Crimson Tide, and we are in the middle of our early opponent preview series where we're ranking the opponents 1 through 12 and doing deep dives on each of them. And this weekend, we're going to be covering the World Game softball with the Crimson Tide uh, players. Uh, Katie Winder from Bama Central is going to be at the Hoover Men all week uh, for the whole tournament. Jay, you got a final thought for us here? No, I just thought it was really intriguing. Um, just listening to everything that Tim was talking about, the things we've been discussing over the last uh, so many months and, and, and really the last couple of years since 2020. When we began to see the transfer portal changing the way it did, the ability for an athlete to to transfer immediately and play immediately to NIL, and now the expansion of, of these these particular conferences, and um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, can can the Pac-12 hang on? I mean, if they get rated six teams we talked about earlier, might leave and go uh, to the Big 12. The Big 12 looks in better fiscal shape right now, uh, and I, and I, I agree with Tim. I think a lot of it was the handling of the COVID year. Uh, for the Pac-12 and how they how they handled that and uh, really put them in a lot of their schools in, in a very poor position. The good stuff there by him. James Con- Oh, excellent stuff by uh, Tim Brando. James Conn passed away last night. Uh, underrated movie, Matt. Elf. He was excellent in Elf. Yeah. He was pretty good in everything. <laughs> Long-running uh, TV series, but based in Vegas. Hey, we gotta go. Y'all have a great day. Hi, this is Wes McLoon.